Here I am. I'm Elijah. I'm here. I'm in Israel. I'm not running from anyone. All right. Welcome back to the Mirror Scriptura podcast. Today, we're going to be looking at the last uh, cycle of the Elijah narrative. And next episode, we'll be getting into the Elisha narrative. If you haven't already, be sure to check out the introductory episode for this uh, Northern Elijah and Elisha series, as well as the uh, other episodes in this series. The primary concern will once again be uh, Elijah's reputation, and the uh, different aspects of that will involve uh, Ahab's pursuit of Elijah as a fugitive. So in the uh, opposing narrative, uh, Ahab is trying to find Elijah because he's a fugitive. And in the biblical narrative, Ahab is pursuing Elijah so that it will reign again. Uh, Another aspect will be uh, whether uh, Ahab killed Obadiah or not. So in the biblical narrative, Obadiah is a servant of Ahab and they split up. They split up the land to search for water. And in the opposing narrative, Obadiah is a uh, independent ruler, and he he tells Ahab that uh, Elijah is in his territory, and he's and he, Ahab can't find him because Elijah runs to Mount Carmel, and so Ahab kills uh, Obadiah in response. The third aspect will be, really be dealing with what happened uh, on top of Mount, Mount Carmel. And this this section was one of the tougher sections to crack. Uh, I still don't feel I have it, you know, nailed down super great. But I, you know, I think it's pretty good. I think it's really interesting, and I think it, it fits into the opposing narrative pretty well. Uh, this was one of the harder uh, cycles for that reason. Uh, so I hope I hope you like what I came up with. Uh, the fourth uh, aspect of Elijah's reputation is going to deal with uh, who was Elijah's uh, Elohim, uh, who is Elijah's God. The biblical narrative is going to say that that is Yahweh. So be sure to check out the corresponding blog post uh, to this and the other uh, episodes in the series. Each each episode has a corresponding blog post. Uh, you can find a link to it in the show notes. And on those blog posts, you'll find a mirror, mirror reading map. Uh, so you'll have a graphical representa- representation of how I uh, contrived this crazy uh, opposing narrative. And you can read my commentary and there'll be any citations on there. If I have any, uh, they'll be on there as well. Uh, just a reminder that I'll be referring to the author of this narrative as M. Uh, that's M as in the miracle workers, which is what uh, biblicalcriticism.com calls this, uh, this source. So with, uh, with that said, let's get into the text and I will be right back. Mirror reading is a method of interpreting the Bible and discovering the original authorial intent. By reflecting some of the text, mirror reading is able to reconstruct the opposing narratives or arguments that the biblical authors were responding to. Mirror Scriptura is dedicated to using this exciting method to bring new understanding to the biblical text. To learn more about mirror reading, please visit mirrorreading.com. All right, so for this cycle, we're going to be in Second or First Kings chapter 18. 
And it says, and Elijah went to show himself unto Ahab. Uh, so right off the bat, we're M's showing that uh, Elijah is not afraid of Ahab. He's not running from him. He's actually going to show himself to him. Uh, and there was a sore famine in Samaria. Uh, again, I think that this uh, this famine is an invention of Elijah to explain a number of things uh, throughout Elijah's uh, cycles. And Ahab called Obadiah, which was the governor of his house. So that word governor there, that, can, that just means over something. Uh, it can be over his house. It certainly works in that context. Uh, but it could be uh, over a city, um, over probably over even a kingdom, over territory. So uh, I propose that Obadiah was a independent ruler over a city or some kind of territory that was uh, separate from Ahab. And Ahab said unto Obadiah, Go into the land, into all fountains of water, and unto all brooks. Peradventure we find grass to save the horses and mules alive, that we lose not all the beasts. So M's going to say here, yeah, okay, Ahab was searching, but he wasn't searching for Elijah. He's searching for water. So they divided the land between them to pass through it, to pass throughout it. Ahab went one way by himself, and Obadiah went another way by himself. So this is M's explanation of how, how they had separate territories. It wasn't because Obadiah was an independent ruler. Uh, it was because Obadiah was a servant of Ahab, and they split the territory to search for water. And as Obadiah was in the way, behold, Elijah met him, and he knew him, and fell on his face, and said, Art thou my Lord Elijah? So here again is that question technique. In this context, it's it's going to be obvious that yeah, he does he does think of Elijah as his lord. In the opposing uh, context, it's going to be no, it's it's not his lord Elijah. Obadiah is going to sell Elijah out and, and tell Ahab that it's uh, he's in his territory. And he answered him, I am. Go tell thy lord. Behold, Elijah is here. Uh, so again, it's going to be referring to Ahab as Obadiah's lord uh, to put him uh, as a, subver a subservient to, to King Ahab. And M having uh, Elijah say that, you know, he's here. Come and get me. I'm not running. I'm no fugitive. Here I am. Uh, and he said, what have I sinned that thou wouldst, wouldst deliver thy servant into the, into the hand of Ahab to slay me? So, again, the opposing narrative is will have uh, Ahab slay uh, Obadiah, and his sin was that uh, he didn't have Elijah, even though he, he told Ahab that uh, Elijah was there, and he ended up not being there, and so uh, Ahab slays Obadiah in return. As Yahweh thy Elohim liveth, again, uh, you know, stressing the idea that Yahweh is... Elijah's uh, God, Elijah's Elohim, uh, the liveth part. Uh, we've talked about that in uh, previous episodes. Listen to the Brook, uh, the Brook Kareth one to learn about that. Uh, there is no nation or kingdom whither my Lord has not sent to seek thee. And when they said he is not there, he took an oath of the kingdom and nation that they found thee not. All right, so M and the opposing narrative uh, both agree that. Uh, Ahab was searching for uh, Elijah, 
The opposing reason, the opposing narratives reason is because he was a fugitive. The biblical narratives uh, reason, although not explicit, it's implied that uh, he wants Ahab wants Elijah to make it rain again. And now thou sayest, say, thou sayest, go tell thy Lord, behold, Elijah is here. Uh, again, here I am. I'm Elijah. I'm here. I'm in Israel. I'm not running from anyone. Uh, and it came, and it shall come to pass, as soon as I am gone from thee, that the spirit of Yahweh shall carry thee whither I know not. And so when I come and tell Ahab, and he cannot find me, find thee, he shall slay me. And in the opposing narrative, that's exactly what happens. Uh, he tells tells Ahab he's he's in his Elijah is in his territory. Ahab comes to find him. He's not there, and uh, Obadiah gets slayed. And Elijah said, as the Lord of hosts liveth, uh, again stressing that Yahweh liveth, was alive, uh, before whom I stand, again stressing the idea that Elijah served Yahweh, I will surely show myself unto him today. And once again, Elijah's not running from Ahab, he's trying to get in front of him. So Obadiah went to meet Ahab and told him, and Ahab, and Ahab went to meet Elijah. And Elijah said unto Ahab, Get thee up, eat and drink, for there is a sound of abundance of rain. Uh, this, you know, I think this line here kind of sits awkwardly in the biblical narrative. Uh, in the opposing narrative, uh, you know, I think there's not a lot of evidence, or not not to go a lot to go on for this for this line. I'm going to propose that Ahab uh, ate and drank because he defeated Obadiah, and so Am uh, is trying to to spin that his eating and drinking for a different reason. So Ahab went up to eat and eat and to drink, and Elijah went up to the top of Carmel. Uh, so that's Mount Carmel. So that's that's a mountain. It's it's on the border of uh, the Israel and Phoenician uh, border there. This mountain was known to be a uh, place of refuge for fugitives, and so that's why Elijah goes there. And the opposing narrative is because he's uh, hiding from King Ahab, uh, who is pursuing him. Um, presumably to uh, kill Elijah. We don't know why. It doesn't really, uh, I couldn't find any clues as to why uh, Ahab would want to do that. You know, typically speaking, I think it would be likely that Elijah had backed the wrong uh, political side of things and uh, drew the short straw. And so now he's on the run. And he cast himself down upon the earth and put his face between his knees uh, so this is kind of an awkward phrase, phrase here, especially the face between the knees. Uh, cast himself down. That's really just you know prostrating himself. Uh, you know, typically done as an act of worship. Uh, not I couldn't really mirror read too much out of that. And said to his servant, "Go up now, look toward the sea." And he went up and looked and said, "There is nothing." And he said, "Go again seven times." So in the opposing narrative, I think this uh, this uh, servant was not Elijah's servant. I think it was Ahab's servant. Uh, so this this seven times could be an explanation for uh, a failed uh, prophecy or prediction. So if if so, I, I guess I'm kind of this this is speculative. Uh, again, there wasn't much to go on for this. Uh, I, I've I've reworked this last section probably three times. 
this could have a have to do with a failed prediction or prophecy uh, of Elijah, and saying that it was gonna it was gonna rain. The messenger goes or the servant goes to see if the rain is is coming, and uh, he says he sees nothing. Uh, and so M is going to agree with all that, but then he's going to add on to it. Oh, go seven more times. And then, uh, you know, on the seventh time, uh, there's going to be rain. And so he saves, he saves Elijah's, uh, failed prophecy. Uh, now this, this would kind of imply that the famine or the lack of rain was not a invention of M, which is what I've been saying, uh, throughout this, uh, Elijah narrative. Uh, so, you know, I don't know. Um, uh, that's, that's the best I could come with, up with. And, um, so I'll let you decide, uh, what you think of that. All right. So this next section, I want to prep you a little bit. Uh, it gets a little mythological. Uh, it has to do with a recurring theme in the ancient Near East. Uh, it has to do with a battle between the um, god of the sea and the storm god. And this battle would often take place uh, near a mountain or had a mountain involved in, in, in the story somehow. And so we have those we have those three things here. We have uh, we have the we have the sea. We have Mount Carmel or Carmel. Actually, I'm not sure how to say it. I think it's Carmel. Uh, and we have uh, storm clouds and a chariot. Uh, so usually the storm god would would ride in a chariot, chariot of clouds. And so we have we have this, uh, we have all the elements here for that classical mythical battle. So the storm god in the opposing narrative was was probably uh, Baal or ba- Baal. Later writings is going are going to give those storm god attributes to Yahweh. Uh, I actually want to uh, read a little bit here from a article. Uh, it's called uh, the, "The Storm God Versus the Sea." It's by Daniel Sarlo. Uh, and he says, like Baal, uh, Yahweh is a warrior who descends from his mountain home, ride from his mountain home, riding a chariot of clouds. His voice is thunder, and his weapon is lightning. The earthquakes and the skies release rain at his command. Uh, in primeval times, he asserted his authority by t- defeating the sea, becoming the ruler of the skies. Now, uh, M is going to take a different approach here. He's not going to spin this to be Yahweh here. Uh, he's going to spin this uh, as, as a natural phenomenon, and he's going to assign the chariot to uh, Ahab as uh, Ahab, Ahab's chariot. So um, not, a, not a lot of text to go on here, but I think everything fits pretty well, and I think that is, uh, that's a pretty good opposing narrative uh, to come up with. So I'll just, I'll just run through this last part here. And uh, you can see what you think. And it came to pass at the seventh time that he said, Behold, there arises ariseth a little cloud out of the sea, like a man's hand. Now here, this you have an analogy technique here. And in, in, uh, the Naaman cycle, uh, Emma is going to take something that was literal and make it into a... Uh, make it into uh, an analogy. And uh, so I think the same thing is happening here. Uh, I think it literally had to do, in the opposing narrative, it literally had something to do with a man's hand. Uh, I don't know what or how, but it had something to do with it uh, arising out of the sea. Uh, and so you can see the, the hints of this uh, uh, mythic battle between the storm god and the sea uh, with the storm cloud and the, uh, the, you know, the natural sea. 
And he said, Go up, say unto Ahab, Prepare thy chariot, and get thee down, that the rain stop thee not. So I think M is assigning the storm god's chariot to Ahab uh, and spinning everything into a natural phenomenon, having nothing to do with the mythical battle. Uh, and it came to pass in the meanwhile that the heaven was black with clouds and wind, and there was a great uh, rain, and Ahab rode and went to Jezreel. Uh, Jezreel was the summer palace home for the king of Israel. So it does make sense for Ahab to go there. Uh, it was it was north, so it was south of Mount Carmel, but it was uh, north of Samaria. Uh, whether Jezreel was in the opposing narrative, I don't really know. Probably not. I, it's, it's it's probably a, a Canaanite. Well, I, Jezreel could have been a Canaanite city. I, I I guess I don't know the history of Jezreel uh, enough to say, but um, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. It just says he went to Jezreel for whatever reason. I'm not sure. All right. That does it for this cycle. Uh, if you have any questions, you want to reach out to me, you can hit me up on Twitter. My handle is at Mira Scriptura. Uh, or you can reach me through my website, which is mirreading.com. The next episode, we're going to get into Elijah. So stay tuned for that. And thanks for listening. Thanks for listening.